This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. It is true, Jeremy Steele. It is Monday. It is Youth Worker Collective time. It is good to see you. It is great to see you, Chris Wilterdink. Youth pastor to the world at all? Uh, hmm. I such an easier way to say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I and we are. If you're live streaming with us, we are in the thick of it. Right at the end of the the tail end of the year, where you're thinking about graduation parties and celebrations and honoring and oh yes. and what happens next. Right. Yes. And before we get into the topic for the day. I do recommend as many people as possible have high school graduation parties. Uh, if that is a question mark, if your kid's not sure, if you like, I, I encourage youth to to take those moments to celebrate, right? Because you mm-hmm. can invite people that have been formative to you, right? So like youth pastors, youth leaders, be prepared to be invited to a lot of those parties. Um, the reason that I encourage uh, high school graduates to have those parties is when the more people you invite, the more people show up with gifts. Um, it's a really nice head start if you are going to college and need to buy a semester's worth of books or any of those kinds of things. And that is how I got to the topic for the day, Jeremy Steele. <laughs> and <clears throat> there is this assumption in a lot of parts of the United States, um, <clears throat> and it and it might be part of uh, you know different contexts around the world as well, depending on you know what what a per- young person's life plan is supposed to look like at this age. Um, but there's this assumption that after high school graduation, right, um, there's this linear progression for the stuff that comes next. Um, after high right. school, you are supposed to go to college and then you're supposed to graduate college. Not only while you're at college are you supposed to graduate, you're also maybe in theory supposed to meet somebody that you'd be very interested in partnering up with. Uh, right. And then get married and then maybe buy a house. And then after you're married and buy a house, maybe you can have a kid. Um Right. And that doesn't happen that in that order. Stresses me out. But, also, it's not necessarily a good idea. Like, how is it that you think that in not you, you, the royal you, how is you. it that you think that that somehow between the ages of 19 and 22 are the best ages to select a mate for yourself? Right. Let me tell you about every partner. amazing decision that I made at those ages, Jeremy Steele. Right? Uh, <laughs> I, it's just, I mean, it works for some people. I have a great spouse that I met and uh, began all of our sort of official parts of our relationship uh, during that season. But man, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, and and statistics bear it out, right? So um, we're we're talking about the phrase "failure to launch" today. Don't say that phrase. But That's I just did, and now it's too late, and I will say <laughs> it repeatedly. Um, but there has to be a different way to talk about that season of life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the the reason that this is an interesting topic for me is the statistics bear out that the direction young adults are choosing to take their lives is very different than it was. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, right? Um, There was a point in time, like in the 1970s, 1980s in the United States, where if you were not living at home, you were either living on your own 
or you were married and living with your spouse. And that was like 80% of young adults, right? right. Now there are more and more and more that live at home after graduating high school, right? Some of them just never leave and uh, end up doing uh, their first professional work or uh, go to a community college that doesn't have dorms. And so they're not having like, quote unquote, the full college experience. Um, their virtual school. Or, that's right. Like, yeah. There's a thousand different options. Yeah. Yeah. And and I've seen uh, just in my own life, right? Like plenty of friends who uh, their child went away maybe for a year or two mm-hmm. and then didn't enjoy the undergrad experience of a traditional college experience and moved back home and started to do something else. So yeah. Or like it had a very traumatic thing happen to them as is Absolutely. very common. Yes. You, know, you talk about sexual assault and how rampant that is yep. in people who go and move and live on campus. And it used to be that we would silence those things, quiet, shut it down. You stay in, you stick it out, but that's not healthy. So right. like, there's all kinds of reasons. Yeah. So being in ministry, right? Like how can we start a conversation about a more positive way to phrase, quote unquote, a failure to launch. Because in in my opinion, if if you're part of the parenting generation or an older generation that has an idea of what it means to launch officially, um, almost everybody's going to fall short of that these days, right? Like financially, it's yeah. much harder. Everything is way more expensive um, yeah. to try to, the rental market Talk is about crazy. the percentage of my grandparents' income it took in order to buy a house sure. and the percentage of income for people who are just graduating from uh, college uh, that it takes for them to buy a house in most places. Yeah, yeah. And so, so how can we start? I don't know if we'll come up with every answer today, but how do we start that ball rolling of we don't want people to understand this as a failure to launch. We want people to understand that this is a larger cultural trend and society trend that yeah. we as youth workers or young adult workers, right? Like those are the, that are leading some kind of age level or pastoral ministry in a church. Now, all of a sudden you get the chance to have an extended relationship, right? With these people, because uh, you did not have a graduation in worship and then send everybody out the door never to be seen again until they have kids and move back. Right. Instead, you've got this extended season where you get to be in relationships with people that are making different choices uh, than that linear path of high school, university, da, 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 da. So I don't know. What 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 does that look like? I mean, if I was a young person and I was hearing that I failed to launch, no. I mean, what a gut check to me, right? Like coming right. from people that I love, that's not going to feel great. Yeah. So I think it, it has to start back before we graduate uh, from high school, right? I think, I think it has to start in like setting expectations and how we shape the narrative of graduation from high school, right? So I, I think what that means is uh, we, we don't say uh, we're gonna have, we, are, we don't have a form, for example, that says, at our senior send-off that says college you're attending, right? Um, Yeah, instead be able to say something like, what's next? What's next for you? Yeah, because some people, like I was talking to a a, a friend, this young adult, she ended up having an Etsy shop that was making more than any entry-level 
to uh, a job anywhere as, as a graphic designer selling stuff on Etsy. Why does she need to go to college right away? She did it. And she, she did other things. And so I think, I think it has to start in the way that we've, we frame that moment of life, right? That that moment of life is not, it's not, you go from A to B, right? Mm -hmm. It's not linear. It's not prescribed. It is like, this is the, you're finishing high school and now you're going on into the next phase of your life as a young adult, right? What, what could that mean for you? For some people, and it includes all kinds of things that imply things. So like uh, a gap year is a perfect term. It's a sure, perfect example yeah. of a term. Gap year assumes that the correct thing to do is to go to college, right? And so there's a gap before you do what you normally do, right? So we don't use gap year. We just say, what's next? We can talk about stories of people who've done all kinds of different things. We can talk about the parts of our own story that were not part of that sort of linear progression. And, um, and I think it has to start right at the end of high school when we're doing all of those things that we're not being so regimented and prescriptive. Yeah. And I, I want to be able to say that clearly that that doesn't mean that there's also not an expectation, right? Right. Like, the family that you're a part of, the church that you're a part of, the community that you're a part of does have values and uh -huh. does have things that they would, you know, wish and hope for a young person in their next steps. Um, but you have to be able to come to that balancing expectation and support and being able to challenge somebody a little bit to, to mm -hmm. figure out what is next with um, making it prescriptive. And like, there is only one right answer. And this is the thing that you will right. choose, right? Like that multiple choice. different. It, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it's more multiple choice than it has ever been. Um, and honestly, this is an interesting part of the dynamic for me as well. Um, often with the way that uh, student life has been right through middle school and high school, um, there's not a lot of choice in terms of what you study, what you have to engage with. Like you don't get to ask those questions because you are expected to go to middle school and to go to high school and to graduate from those right. things. So if this is the first time that a young person is being asked, okay, well, what comes next? Um, right. That might feel a little overwhelming at the same time, right? Like there's mm -hmm. freedom in it, but it's also like walking into um, uh, Baskin Robbins or Cold Stone where there's a billion different combinations of ice cream flavors. And somebody says, what do you want? And you're like, mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll take the vanilla because I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. There's too many other choices. So I'll right. just what I know. <laughs> Um, so, so I don't know, like how, how would you support a young person trying to answer that question for the first time? Like you've got freedom to choose what comes next. Right. Well, and I think, I think part of that is helping them in discernment and giving them. So part of this is all about, um, uh, giving them other possible narratives, right? Yes. So for example, um, I remember I had a student who went to college and came back uh, and was going to start his own company, right? Right. Okay. Uh, college was not for him. And I can't for the life of me remember what the company was, uh, what he was doing. But uh, I remember in the moment I said, oh, wow. So you're doing like the Steve Jobs path. 
Uh, and he was like, what do you, what? And I was like, yeah, he dropped out of school and he went home. <laughs> he lived with his parents to start a company that you may have heard of. I was going right. to say, did did he did he say who is Steve Jobs and did you die a little bit inside? <laughs> we we won't talk about that. Okay. But <laughs> but the idea is there's a lot of atypical things, right? There are people who 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 go into a life of service, right? Who go straight out of their high yeah. school and they're going to go and they're going to be I don't know uh, Mother Teresa or like being able to like have really positive examples of different life paths. Where we can say, you know, some people are like Steve Jobs. They go to school for just a minute and they drop out. They start a company because they've got that kind of thing. There's some people who are more like, um, I don't know, Joe Biden. And, you know, they they go they go to school, they go after school or they, they get a law degree, whatever it is. Right. And so where we can have multiple stories of like okay these are these things that are there are, yes there are people that do the the normal like college marriage job house kids right yeah there are just as many people who do that in any number of ways and being able to highlight that so that so that they have some stories some narrative that feels like okay actually there's there's lots of ways this plays out yeah, I, in a positive I think that's way. <laughs> really, really healthy. Uh, I I also think that it's really healthy to be able to have conversations um, <clears throat> where you recognize that it's okay to not have the answer, right? Yeah. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Man, I I don't know. And in, in theory, I am still growing up, right? So mm-hmm. even now, my own answer to that changes a, as I grow, right? Like part of the incredible, incredible sort of mystery of, you know, being called into ministry and that kind of stuff is that the call develops and evolves and changes. And and Mm -hmm. a young person, you know, particularly if they feel like they're being forced into making a decision for this is the thing that I'm going to do for the rest of my life, right? At the age of 18, they need a community and they need a mentor and somebody that they know cares about them to be able to say, it's all right if you don't have that answer. Let's let's work through it, right? Like, what are the problems in the world that you see that you might like to try to solve? Um, what are the things that you enjoy doing? What are you naturally talented at? Um, and then how do you build upon those things, right? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a layered thing. And I know we're not going to get to the answer today, but um, it's it's graduation season, right? And, and I know right. that it's a really cool moment to be able to celebrate everything that people have done. Um, but also, you, you as a youth ministry leader, you need to recognize that you're not launching all of your young people into the same future, right? Like they're not That's all right. on the same path. Um, your role, uh, as it gets to continue, right, is to continue to be a mentor and a friend and somebody that can uh, be able to check in with them in new ways and help them make sense of the world that's around them. Because if they're trying to figure out the answer is who better than you that has known them through a lot of the formative adolescent years to be able to continue to have those conversations with. So as you're doing graduations, instead of launching people out, right? Like you're continuing to welcome them into relationship uh, mm-hmm. and recognize that the next step of whatever that young person does is gonna look different than the way it has been. And you know what? The the next step in the connection that they have with you as a ministry leader is gonna look different too. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. And to be able to celebrate whatever season they're in 
however it's yeah. expressing itself, helping, trying to be a, a, a force of, a, or a, a voice of positivity and love and optimism. Yeah, I agree. We are going to archive this episode and revisit it in three and a half to four years when your high school freshman is going through this process. That's right. That's right. Uh, see how many pearls of wisdom that we had. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's hope, let's hope so. Just don't say failure to launch. No, do not say that. <laughs> they, do, they don't sell that with uh, it on a shirt or card or anything for a very good reason. It's very true. That's right. <laughs> All right. Jeremy, thank you. We'll see you next Monday. Yeah. Um, everybody else that watched live, thanks for hanging out for the Youth Worker Recharge. Thank you.